Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 207 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. My guest for this episode, I'm excited to announce, is Michael Accors, co-founder of FP Pathfinder. Now, Michael is also a financial advisor and a planner at Wealth Strategies Team. He began his career in advertising, where he worked to develop marketing strategies for insurance companies, banks, and credit unions. Uh, Now he leverages his background to distill complex financial planning concepts into straightforward strategies, applying behavioral finance concepts uh, to the planning process and injecting a disciplined approach to all facets of the client experience. Now, you're going to really love this interview with Michael. I know I've really had a good time talking to him, but before we get started, I have a message for all executives at wealth management firms. Your tech debt is holding back your business growth. Your old software platform is is rusted and falling apart, and it needs an overhaul. Your disparate systems don't communicate well with each other, and it's driving your ops team and your advisors crazy with manual processes and errors. So if you're in charge of tech or ops for a broker-dealer, RIA, family office, or TAMP, you should run, not walk to our website, ezragroup.com, and fill out the Contact Us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your current tech ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or run an RFP and help you implement new software to take your firm to the next level. You can take advantage of our free consultation by going to ezragroup.com. All right, a couple quick uh, housekeeping tasks. Uh, Please subscribe to this program wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Check out uh, one of our sponsors, the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation at investinothers.org. And uh, that's it. Uh, let's kick this thing off. Next up, I have uh, the pleasure of introducing our next guest, Michael LaCour, co-founder of FP Pathfinder. Michael, how you doing, man? Hi, Craig. Thanks for having me on. Doing great. I'm so happy to have you here. I've been a follower of your company for many years. We never really had a chance to speak, so uh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, where are you calling in from? I, I'm from the Hartford, Connecticut area. Mm-hmm. So up in New England. Beautiful Hartford. I was just I just was on the train right through your state over the weekend. I was coming back from Boston. Yeah. And uh, I waved, but you didn't see me. No, I did not. I missed that. That's all right. Uh, so Michael, tell me, give us a 30-second elevator pitch for sure. FP Pathfinder. Yeah. So uh I'm I am the co-founder and also financial advisor of in, in this business. And, um, and what we do here at FP Pathfinder is we help advisors have more diligent conversations with their clients about financial planning topics. Essentially, we're helping them look and be smarter in front of their clients. And we do that with creating two different kinds of tools. It's uh, checklists and flowcharts. So the checklists help advisors uncover planning opportunities for their clients, and the flowcharts help advisors tease out the decision aspects, the decision points that have to happen with with some of our big choices that we're making on or helping our clients make. One of the reasons why I was interested in general, interested in this, is that as a consultant, and we work with a lot of RIAs and and broker-dealers and other wealth management firms, 
is they don't have these workflows and flowcharts, but they do the work. They're still doing these processes. Mm-hmm. They just don't write it down how they do it. It's it sort of evolves over time. It's in people's heads. And firms that have been up up for 10 or 20 years or more have these very complicated processes that are usually layered with multiple different parallel tracks. There's always spreadsheets involved, even though there's different software that they're talking to, lots of manual processes. So I love anything that can help streamline the workflows of a wealth management firm. Yeah. It's so it, you're right. And and that was kind of the pain point that I saw being an advisor was that uh, I struggled to keep certain rules straight. And so every couple of weeks or months, questions would come in and I couldn't answer them. Or if I did answer them, I would get them, might get them wrong, or I just didn't have the confidence. So to your point, I was just sketching something out to help myself. And it was, it was a flowchart, just can an advisor or can a client make a contribution to their IRA, a deductible uh, IRA contribution? And I thought it was just me because I was new, but I was working closely with my father, who's also a financial advisor, and he was running into the same kind of issue as well. And he's been a financial advisor for like 20, 30 years. <laughs> so there is this aspect, you're right, of just trying to provide advice for yourself, but we were also seeing it was a consistency act aspect. We wanted clients when they called up, whether they're talking to my father, who was like the senior planner, or me being a junior advisor at the time, to provide to receive consistent guidance on the planning issues. And so these flowcharts and eventually checklists helped to create that framework for us. I can see how that would do that. And consistency is important. Even a yeah. firm, as you mentioned, with just two advisors, you should be giving the same advice to, this, to people who have the same problems. Right. Or the same question. You know, how do I do a 529 or how to do a rollover or I've got a small business, what do I do? You should be giving consistent advice. And especially with firms that have hundreds of advisors, if they're all giving a wide variety of advice, then it doesn't, that's not a good look. Exactly. Yeah. And and so uh that plays into a part where uh, some firms try to develop some of those workflows on their own. What we've seen so far is that a lot of those workflows are operations-based. Mm-hmm. So client calls up and says, my spouse passed away. We've gotten as an industry pretty good in saying, okay, well, what do we do with those accounts? Like, okay, we've got to open up new accounts. We have to get the death certificate in here. And with the ultimate goal of just getting the accounts retitled. But you move over to what the financial planner has to do in that stage. And that's where it goes to your point. It's all up in the advisor's head. Are we covering like all these conversations about cash flow changes? What's happening with different types of life insurance? What kinds of options are we taking with annuities? And, and that's the opportunity because it's always changing. And we can't keep it all straight because once we do, the rules change. You go back five years ago and the conversations about what to do with an inherited IRA are a million times different than what they are now because Secure Act has come along and then Secure Act 2.0 and we've got more changes coming. And so it, it's, it was so complicated that even for the small subset of advisors that we, we talked to where they had their own planning workflows. For the advisor, they're going, 
it takes too much time to maintain this, mm-hmm. let alone create new ones. And so, so that's where we started to supplement or augment a lot of the work that, that those folks were doing. And, and then it opened up a whole new opportunity for folks that didn't have the time or inclination to be process driven and create processes. Like there's a turnkey option now for them. And just like every advisor doesn't have the same personality, some advisors are introverts, some are extroverts, some are great at building, some aren't so great. There are some advisors who are great at building processes and others who aren't. So I, right. I think that your product seems to level the playing field in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But now, who are your users? Is it usually brand new advisors who don't know what they're doing and need the checklist to kind of figure things out? So that was our original hypothesis, was that new advisor comes on, they don't really have all the rules figured out, and so these guides could help them. Turns out we were completely wrong on that assumption. When we started to actually poll our advisors and survey them, we found out that that like the average advisor tenure was like five to 10 years. Hmm. And what we found when talking with them was that they'd been around the block. They, they knew the rules. They knew them so well that they were actually having trouble keeping them all straight because now there's just so much out there. And then like Secure Act comes along and now it changes the thinking. And they go, I, those rules change for the deductible IRA contributions? It's like, I kind of think so. Or is that going into effect? I can't remember. And that becomes the pain point. It's that there's just so much out there that we as advisors are tasked with understanding that we just can't possibly keep it all straight. And that only comes with time. So you'd say the majority of the benefit of your workflows, flowcharts, and checklists is not necessarily saving time, but giving advisors a consistent process for, for being able to follow these workflows that they may, they may not know all the details behind the underlying regulations. Right. Yeah. That, so that, that was the other thing that we thought about. We thought uh, early on, we're going, you know, this saves time. Like client calls up, they're, they're going through a life event. They just lost their job. Well, instead of the advisor having to like frantically search on Google to try to find guidance and then having to do all this extra research, it's going to save a lot of time if they just have a a one page or a two page document that has all of these great planning questions and some some nuggets of information to help the advisor guide the client. In reality, it doesn't do that. They're finding more planning issues by having a systematized checklist to go through. So there's no time savings. It's a productivity tool. You're doing a lot more in the same amount of time for the clients. Yeah, so it is saving time, but they're not using it to do other things. They're using it to be more productive with the with that particular client. Well, I, yes, I guess, yeah, You they're, they're more productive they spend the same amount of time, but they're doing a lot more. So is it an efficiency thing? But it, it's like the interesting point is that we don't try to sell this as a time saver. Mm-hmm. This is really about helping the advisor have a better conversation, uncover more things to help their client. Sounds a lot like advice engagement. Yeah, it is. 
so talking about the the kitsis that well actually you're you have a big hand in this as well the the fintech map yeah that's right yeah michael i do that so that's why that's why you guys are in the advice engagement category yeah we just it's like we showed up one day and Mm -hmm. i still remember like when that article came out and all of a sudden we got moved over and one that actually makes a lot of sense we we never really knew where we fit. Yeah, you know, like we kind of do this around. randomly. We're not flipping a coin to see where the the vendors go. You know, <laughs> we have some thought behind it, right? I, I, but I think that I, that I thought was such an important decision on your part to to take that time to think about this growing suite of tools out there and what is that need and where does that fit within the overall planning process and uh, and so. There's several other folks in that space, and we're all we've been trying to define like who who are we as a space? Mm-hmm. And it's a great group with with FP Alpha and Bento and Asset Map and BusyWealth, mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much around this advice engagement aspect and what this means. Because five, six, ten years ago, it was not the same kind of thing it is now mm-hmm. in terms of what the needs are among advisors. And so we're solving this thing. It, I mean, for us, for FP Pathfinder, we were seeing uh, this need or this desire for advisors to provide more value to their clients. Mm-hmm. And what does that actually look like? Like the financial plan is developed. Everything is fine. The investments are fine. How do we justify our fee? I've got my client coming in in one week and I want to talk with them about something other than the account performance. And I can't talk about the financial plan because it's all on track. They're retired. What mm-hmm. do I do? How do I justify my fee? Mm-hmm. That's advice engagement. Uh, which is valuable. It was uh, more and more yeah. clients are looking back at their fees and saying, what am I doing here? Why don't I just move to a robo? Right. Yes. Doing. Yeah. And so like, that's something that... I mean, that that theme is growing more and more now. It's like five years ago, it's like you could talk about it and hear folks talking about other advisors on Twitter. But now it's like there are lots of clients really getting very focused about, okay, what am I getting for this? Mm-hmm. How does this make sense for me? What? How often are you looking at the investments? How, what's going on in my mm-hmm. financial plan? How How do you? Are you helping me here? Yeah, work. What work are you actually doing? Right, right. And so that gets to this whole other aspect about shadow work that we as advisors do. There's all this stuff that we do as advisors that we don't get credit for. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that we like a pilot project that we launched last year was around RMDs. Mm-hmm. All advisors, we're all checking that, right? We're, mm-hmm. Did you satisfy your RMD? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, we're moving on. No? Okay, we're calling you up. We got a fire drill to go through. Mm. But what if you 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 built upon that and you made that part of the process of working with your clients? So we've got something, we've got a checklist of like mm. 15 planning issues to consider all around RMDs. And then we've got a deliverable report where the advisor can type in all the key elements of like what goes into the RMD, like how much have you taken out? Where does it go? What's your tax withholding? And so now the advisor can do this in bulk and send it off to their client saying, let's review your RMD. Here's where you stand. 
And here are like 12 different planning questions because maybe you don't need the money to go into your bank account. Maybe you're charitably inclined and we just, it's never really come up in the same way. And we actually should be doing qualified charitable distributions. Or maybe like the markets are up or down right now and we want to take the RMD in the middle of the year as opposed to waiting to the end of the year uh, or vice versa. And, mm-hmm. and so it's actually sh- sh- trying to pull some of that shadow work out that we do behind the scenes and make it more public facing. Okay, I have a quick question for you. So talking about checklists and workflows and um, all the work that you're doing and how your advisors are using them. It's a productivity tool. It builds better conversations. I have a, just a, a question, like a rhetorical question, but I'm sure there's an answer to it. But does this help scale advice? And, and can you scale advice? Is there is that something that can be done? And how does your, your product help do that? Yeah. Uh, all right. So if, if you had asked me that question eight years ago, I would say no. And, and that was kind of the, the consensus that, that I was hearing as I was at conferences and I was talking or following folks on Twitter. Uh, then the pandemic happens and everything gets turned upside down. Now we're exiting the pandemic and I think that there's a different world. And so now I'm more of a believer that you can scale advice. And I think that you can scale advice because uh, first of all, clients are more open to technology than they were pre-pandemic. And they're more open to doing things in a different way. And then on top of that, during the pandemic, a bunch of fintech companies got together and, or not got together, they just created a software tool set that that could allow for some elements of scalability. And even for ones that didn't create like a dedicated product, there were other firms that were creating aspects to it. So you like Nitrogen has something about, um, I think it's called like the client meeting aspect where they're sending out on behalf of the advisor an email to prompt them to answer a couple of questions. And depending on the answers to those questions, the advisor can then go follow up with the client and say, hey, you're nervous about the markets, but you're okay about your long-term financial plan. Let's talk. That's called check-ins. Check-ins, okay. Uh, all right, so that's one. You, you also have elements that is also, you know, it's, it's kind of sitting in the same uh, quadrant in, on the tech map mm-hmm. where it's all sales and uh, enablement where they've got software and parameters out there that can help to kind of look at where folks stand in the financial plan process mm-hmm. and maybe raise the flags and and asset map has another tool like that We're, we've kind of approached it like the mission, like if that's the top of the mountain, we're, we're on like the other mm-hmm. side of the mountain coming up the, the different, a uh, different route. And we're really looking at how do you scale those conversations? And mm-hmm. so as our own product has evolved over time, where we're at right now is that advisors are saying, we don't want to just sit down with our client and go through a checklist together during the meeting. And we don't want to be thinking through what should we talk about in a client meeting. We want to send this checklist to the client before we meet 
they answer the buttons, they check the boxes, they answer the questions. And when they're done, we want this information to go into the CRM. So we can go in there very quickly and see what the planning issues are. So we don't walk into a meeting completely blindsided. And then we can actually be prepared for this meeting, uncover the planning issues. So the meeting is spent not trying to figure out what the issues actually are, but solving them. And so you're making that meeting really productive and then you minimize all of the follow-up that has to happen afterwards. And that's creating like a scalable meeting aspect. I'm glad you brought that up. So your product is more than just checklists. These are not paper checklists. It's not a PDF file. This is a, an interactive um, software product. As you mentioned, can be sent out to the clients before a meeting. They can fill it out. That data then goes into the CRM automatically when they right. click submit that the advisor can then review and use to then build the agenda for their client meeting. That's that's exactly right. Now, we didn't get started that way. We we got started of thinking we were a due diligence company. And so all of our checklists and flowcharts were, they were just PDFs. And mm -hmm. then advisors said, no, 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 we want to send this to our clients. Mm -hmm. Like, get rid of your FP Pathfinder logo. Like, we want our logo there and we want our color palette. Mm -hmm. And so we that was like the first big iteration that we made. And then folks said, get into the 21st century, like stop with the PDF mm -hmm. stuff. Like we want an interactive checklist. We want to either complete this on our own or we want the client to complete this. And we want documentation in the CRM. So six months from now, we know what we have to be working on still. Exactly. I mean, that's really the name of the game is, is keep everything on track and track everything. If you don't, if you're right. not tracking everything, you don't really know where you are, or where you stand. Yeah, that's exactly it. And there's also a number of other different tools. So you can, you've got, of course, workflows and checklists, but you also have service guides, email templates, and other other tools. What's the most mm -hmm. popular ones that that you'd see advisors using the most? Ah, okay, really interesting. So uh, when we talk about technology, there's a certain aspect of our advisors or or any user or person there's like a subset where they just, they intuitively get it. They see checklist flow chart. They're like, got it. I know exactly how to plug this into my business. Mm -hmm. We're getting to the point now where those folks, they already are working with us. Mm -hmm. It's now people that say, I like the idea of checklists and flow charts, but I don't know what I do with this after I sign up. And so when you look at those email templates or the service guides, those are more educational tools that we offer. And we offer all of that as, a, as just a freebie mm -hmm. so that advisors can look at this and say, okay, now I get it. Here's how I can introduce this checklist to my clients. So like, it, like uh, we have guides up there where you can use it to kick off uh, planning conversations for the start of the year. Or uh, let's say we want to have conversations with clients about how to save more and what buckets should we be looking at for that. Advisors were coming back saying, okay, I want to use this. I just don't know how do I talk about it. So we wrote up letters and just said, here, Mr. Client, uh, it's really important that we keep focusing on saving more, or uh, these are the issues to look at at the start of the year. It's really important, da, 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 da. Here's a checklist to get you started. Please go through it. 
And after you've gone through it, schedule a time to talk with us so we can go through this in more detail. All right, and so th there's a, like this awesome case study where uh, there was an advisor that used some of our guides in conjunction with Holistoplan. Mm. And so the advisor sent out an email that said, right now we are gonna be focusing in on doing um, Roth conversions. Here are the benefits of Roth conversions, da, 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 da. But you might not totally qualify. Please check out this flowchart to see if you do. And so they can pull up our flowchart and you can go through the rules. And then the letter ends by saying, if you get to the green box, please schedule the time for us to talk. Mm -hmm. And he sends it out to all of his clients. Mm -hmm. Client schedules it. They upload their tax return. What he actually gets on the call, he's already uploaded the tax return into Holistoplan. He knows what the conversion, what the Roth conversion amounts could be. So he can have that conversation with the client right then and there. And so he's able to do this for all of his clients in a one month period of time. Hmm. Now, we took that with Holistoplan because that was such a great case study. And we've actually built a really big partnership together. Hmm. So within Holistoplan, when you upload a tax return, it generates all of these planning observations within Holistoplan. And based on those planning observations, it will also then link to the FP Pathfinder guides for additional information. How does it know which guides to link to? That's, that's where we come in. So we, we, it's nothing technical. Like we just are looking at those planning observations and then we're saying, hey, these three guides make a lot of sense for a Roth conversion. You're doing, okay, we've got something to deal with um, Irma surcharges. Like that's getting flagged as, a, as an issue or as an observation. Let's link a couple of guides there. It's, it's us like putting on F, like financial planning hats and just looking at the two tools about how they can overlap and then work together. We love integrations, Michael. So anything that's connecting different applications together and making things easier for advisors, we're all for. Are there yeah. any other integrations you want to highlight? All right. So uh, the integrations with CRMs, it's, it's Redtail and Wealthbox and Salesforce are the big ones. Uh, we also have a couple of uh, the Salesforce like, uh, like add-ons. Mm -hmm. uh, with with uh, with Redtail and Wealthbox, there's something else where with those you can be in the CRM, and from the CRM specifically the contact record, you can launch the checklists directly there. So you go back to my other example earlier. Client calls up, spouse passed away. What do I do? the general rule of thumb is that the advisor should be in the CRM first. Like that's the first screen they should be pulling up because it's got the notes, the contact information, you have all, everything right there at your fingertips. So how cool would it be where all of a sudden you're learning more about what's going on and within two or three clicks, you're able to launch the right checklist to help that client. And then when you're done answering the questions, you hit one button and all of that information flows back into the CRM. Right, so that's, that's on like the pure integration side. What I talked about with Holista Plan, it's not technically an integration. It's just a deep partnership. Like there's no single sign-on. There's actually like no real coding that happens to connect the tools together. But 
So but there's a list of plan and then we have asset map as well, where as you fill out the the like the in investment instruments or the financial instruments, if you're entering in values and it's getting uh, picked up as as a, a true investment tool or like a I don't know what they're calling it. It's a block. It's, it just shows up on the on their map. Uh, it's also teeing up appropriate guides relevant to whatever that that financial instrument is. So if your client says, "Oh, I've got Social Security," let's add that as a box to the map. They can type that in, and then it will also say, "Now go take a look at the Social Security checklist." Or if it's a dormant four hundred one k, look at this dormant four hundred one k flowchart. And then we're we're working we're doing a little bit more with Snappy Kraken along those lines where hmm. it's they now there it's a marketing company they've got some really cool content hmm. but once you get that lead in how do you turn around and then have like hmm. the deep planning conversations to kind of fulfill the value right. that you are putting yourself out there for so we're yeah. building more and more of those together as well I love it. More is better, more integrations, more connectivity, more seamless workflows and, and uh, flowcharts and processes for advisors is always a good thing. Michael, we've run out of time. Can you give everyone at home uh, listening uh, information as to where they can find out more information? Yes, uh, they can go to fppathfinder.com. And we've got a lot of samples up there. So a lot of the guys that I was just talking about, folks can just go on there and take a look at them, browse around, and see what we have. We like free trials and free uh, free samples. Those are great. Yeah. Michael, thanks so much for being here. Great. Thank you so much, Craig. Hey, it's Craig again. And here are my top three takeaways from this episode. Number one, it's not only new advisors who benefit from the checklist, templates, and workflows of FP Pathfinder, but experienced advisors as well. And they use the resources to keep help them stay up to date with changing regulations. Number two, Michael spoke about a trend he's seeing with clients questioning the value they receive from financial advisors. And he, and he stressed that um, this can be counteracted through increased transparency, as of course is provided by FP Pathfinder. Uh, all right, number three, they recently launched an integration with Holistoplan with the tax recommendation links uh, to Pathfinder and their guides. So we love integrations. We love hearing about ways that applications are working with each other to make life easier for advisors. All right, that's a wrap on this episode. Please go to our website, ezracoop.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and sign up for our newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email, chock full of wealth management goodness, news, updates, information. You won't be disappointed. Thanks for listening, and talk to you all again next time.